this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Banter podcast. This is the podcast made by superfans with superfans for superfans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with my, guy, my mate, Mac. Mac, how you doing? Buckles, my man. I'm going great, but you know who's going better than me? A 21-year-old from UK called Matthew Hayward, winner of Survivor UK Season 1. Matty's our winner. What a great winner. Um, I'm so happy for him. I guess we're all sort of rooting for him. I think he's like that little brother that everyone can love and... Uh, just say congratulations to Matt. Great gameplay all round. Um, and I thought he deserved the win in the end. Yeah, no, Matthew, he did a great job. And just a cheeky £100,000 richer. Um, he says he needed it for his family and good on him. He got it. He bloody won it. Yeah, not the biggest cash prize in history, but I guess hundred grand is probably, what, two hundred grand uh, Australian. Which yeah, is, roughly. It's, it's roughly. not nothing. It's not nothing. <laughs> it's not nothing. But, it's not nothing. As a twenty-one-year-old, that's pretty good. Yeah, I guess I would have loved. I would have loved a cheeky two hundred grand when I was twenty-one. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to turn it down. But like, what, what do you buy? <laughs> or can you buy a house for that where he's from? I, I would say almost certainly not. But um, you got a deposit. It's a deposit. It's, it's a start. That's, <laughs> that's a lot more than a lot of other twenty-one-year-olds have got. <laughs> Welcome to Mortgage so That's life. pretty good. I mean, when you compare to it to the, to the million dollars of of, of uh, US or the five hundred grand of Australian, it sort of pales in comparison. But um, nevertheless, I think the title of Soul Survivor is what you're playing for. I mean, that's what I've always thought as a, as a super fan, but I guess the money's a bit of like the cherry on top. It is. It's definitely the cherry on top. And some say, like, um, there was a saying in Survivor UK, I mean, Survivor uh, SA, that because there was only 1 million Rand, which came to about $100,000 Australian, yeah, I believe, that they actually played harder because they'd take more risks because it was probably a little bit less money. Whereas a million dollars, you probably might over-strategize. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to play fucking hard for 200,000 Australian. Yeah. But um, I might not play as hard as I would for, say, a million dollars. Or I'd play a bit riskier. And Matthew, he definitely took some risks. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert in the South African property market, but I think a million rand could buy you a house. I, I do think the um, the conversion rate is horrible oh, to, there you a, go. to Australian money, but yeah. it is still a lot of money for them. Um, but enough about the you know, conversion of dollars and yeah, you know, exchange the conversion rates. of dollars. It yep. doesn't really matter. Um, what matters is Matthew won, and and I think what the best thing that can come out of this season is someone like either Matt or Chris winning to validate the gameplay that they both sort of have, where they did turn on their numbers, they did turn on their friends, and I think going forward, that sort of um, the validation from the jury is important in a season because let's say Adelani won because she was somewhat likable and didn't do anything devious. Um, Morally right. Yeah. Where to next then? Like, is that the only way to play? And you sort of need that first winner to sort of set the tone for what you can and cannot do. And um, I think we sort of saw that in Australian Survivor Season 1 where it was Lee versus Christy. And if Lee was the winner... Um, people say, you know, the show wouldn't be on TV because it has to be all about the mateship and, and this, you know, this uh, integrity and honouring your word. And although Christy wasn't like a devious player, if Lee was validated in that gameplay, we may have seen a very different um, course of, you know, Survivor for Australia as course well. Course of events, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I do think no. Maddie was, you know, Chris is obviously like the villain, but Maddie would, I mean, a close second, you know, what he did to Tanuke and, you know, just the way he was. So... Um, to see him win, I think, is a great stepping stone for UK. 
Exactly, exactly. In the great words of Shawzy, you got to set the tone. you got to set the tone. That's a, that's a great reference that you didn't even know you said. Who is Shawzy? So, I love that. I don't know Shawzy. It's a, it's a UK ice hockey show. Um, but anyway, you've you got to set the tone. And UK Survivor has set the tone for future seasons to come. This was great. As you said, either a Chris or a Matthew Wynn would have validated it. And I think Matthew validated it better because not only did he sort of go against his allies, but he went from definitely probably making it to the final three and being a zero vote finalist to someone like Tanuke to getting Tanuke out quite early in the game, you would think. Or as we discussed, he only had two moves to do it and he did it in the first move. Mm. And then gets to the final three in a much more difficult path and wins the game completely and quite quite outright, to be truthful. Like, with only one vote going to Leilani and Chris each, um, he, he did it well. Yeah, it was a fairly dominant win in the end. And I think, like you said, he turned it on, on Tanuke at final eight, which is still a long way out from the end game. Like, there's still, there's still four more votes to get through after that. And I think the way he consolidated numbers around him with Chris, like, they sort of really formed this duo who sort of ran the rest of the game. But I guess Matt was always the um, Chris was always out in front as a shield for Matt. So if if someone was ever going to go against them, it's always at Chris, and Matt was always going to be the secondary target. So he just played it really well. He found his sort of found his way through the game. He had Peg and Hannah sort of with those other two, so they had a few votes together. And then I guess when they needed to get rid of Peg, who was sort of looming as like the main danger to win the game, because he had the most friends on the jury. And I think I think if Peg gets there, he probably does win. Um, but yeah, to get Peg out at the right time and sort of find his way with someone who the jury hated in Chris and someone who the jury, I don't think, respected in Leilani. I think it was a perfect match for him. And um, even though he had like an easy opposition, I think he had a game that he could be proud of and you know, a game that I'm proud that that was played and won. Like, I'd be happy with the game he played. It was very good all around. Definitely. Look, as you said, like, no, easy opposition... That's the best game. That makes it an even better game to me because he picked and chose who he went to the end with. If he went to the end with two huge gamers and like it was almost his decision or something, that comes out worse. I don't see that as good survivor, bringing big threats to the end. You want like people that I want to go to the end and beat the best. Well, sometimes you lose against the best. Yeah, yeah. That's not smart survivor. The smart survivor is bringing those idiots, bringing Chris, who is hated, absolutely hated by the jury, um, and then bringing Leilani, who, you are very right, is not respected. No one respected her. We don't respect her. Um, we might respect her a bit more after her final tribal council performance because I actually think she did a pretty good job. Yeah. To a certain extent. She just didn't have anything to say. That's the issue. She brought up pretty much all the points she could, and she brought them up well. But, unfortunately, she just didn't have enough points. Yeah. (laughs) And so, unfortunately, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's funny you say that Matt bought the people he wanted at the end because uh, Leilani actually claimed that move when Lawrence said, you know, are you a goat? What did you do? And she's like, well, I bought the boys with me at the end. Like, I bought these two easy beats. Like, you have to reward me with that. And I think what Leilani got sort of stuck on is that everyone is like the hero of their own story. And um, I think when, I think it was Tanuke who asked her something about how she got to the end and, and why she deserved the money or something. And she's like, 
because I'm a badass bitch who made it to the end. And I'm thinking that sort of argument doesn't really stand up when there's two other people who also made it to the end. You need to have something more on your resume. And I think she sort of got caught in her own head as if she's played this big game and just getting to the end is enough for her. When I mean, we all know that that's not enough because, you know, you had the exact same argument as two people next to you. So um, she was probably a little bit high in her own supply and... Um, as we've seen, sort of the whole game, she's never really grasped what this game's about and how to actually play it and just found herself at the end. And I actually thought she did a pretty good job in in trying to make an argument. And honestly, as they were voting, I'm thinking she might have the numbers here. She might have Nathan, Tanuke, Lawrence, like the Galaton sort of majority. But um, I think they all came to their senses in the end and, and deserved winner was had. Yeah, no, I agree. Look, Leilani, if all the jury thought like Leilani, she definitely won. Because um, she definitely was very high on her game. And I think she did a really good job sort of telling her game. Unfortunately, her game came with no moves. And if the biggest move is bringing Chris um, Chris and Matthew to the end, you need to prove it. You can't just say it. You need to prove it. And there's no real way to prove that other than you just didn't vote for them to go out. There were other people that voted out Hannah. There were other people that voted out Pegleg. Writingly so, because Pegleg and Hannah both played really, really good games. We could arguably say either of them being there at the final three. Chances are Matthew would have either had a lot harder of a time or an almost impossible time winning the game because of how good a game they played. Because they not only had the moral high ground, they also had the friends. They also had some sort of strategic moves. Yes. Whereas Leilani did not. Um, the only way, the only way Leilani, sorry, the only way Leilani gets, say, possibly more votes is she br- she pushes that morale not just from her perspective, but from other people's perspective. She sort of pushes it on them. She wants to like congratulate Pegleg. You played such a truthful game where you could stuff like that. You sort of push that and sort of warp that idea of it, almost pushing harder on it and pushing harder on how much the other two fucked up, how much they'd fuck. Like Chris had lied to everyone when, um, when Lee and Chris have that argument, Leilani should be right in, but I never did that. None of you guys hate me, blah, 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 or something like that. And really push that. She might've got a few more votes, but other than that, there was not anything more that she could do because she just didn't have the moves to back it up. She had a great final tribal council for a goat. She had a great final tribal council for someone that had nothing, no gameplay in her game and did not understand the game still at the final three. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. When you're sort of, you don't have many moves to, to stand on or you haven't really done anything, any agency in the game, uh, being part of anything pivotal, I think you really got to tear down your position. And I think the, the two guys sitting next to her, very easy people to sort of tear down their game. You know, like obviously no one like Chris. She didn't really need to, but she could have gone in pretty hard on him. And, you know, we see her and Matthew have this conversation on the beach where at the start of um, at the start of the, the finale episode about how she's kept her word the whole game. And you have two, Matt. Oh, but you turn on Tanuke and Nathan, so <laughs> maybe you haven't. And it's like, that's the sort of argument you can bring up and really sort of play on the jury's emotions and get them emotional at that point where you remember, you know, this happened to Tanuke probably two weeks ago. You can bring that back up in her and in Nathan and, you know, this guy ruined your game, you know. So I think she probably didn't understand that at the time um, and she might look back with regret, but that's maybe not the character she is either. She might not have that sort of animosity in her, that aggressiveness to, to do that and to sort of claim that as, as something she didn't do, you know. 
Exactly. Like if we look at the jury, you've got Lawrence who doesn't know this game at all and him hearing the goat, he obviously heard it jury Villa because he did not know that before coming into this game yeah. or know what a goat <laughs> even was. The same thing. <laughs> um, and then you've got Nathan from Calaton, probably never watched the game before. Obviously Tanuke votes for it anyway. You've got Lee over there on the other side. Lee's definitely a moral high ground sort of player. He thinks he's doing the he was doing the right thing the entire way through and not lying to anyone, blah, blah, blah. So um and obviously he's very much against Chris. So you could have almost pushed for Lee's vote. So there were definitely options there for her to win somehow. The other votes get split between Matthew and Chris and she gets away with it. But it just did not happen. And she just she didn't say it right and she didn't have any moves to back up. A single move might have helped her really push to the end. A single move that she could prove might have really given her sort of that moral high ground and some sort of gameplay might have peaked this very, uh, I guess, juvenile fans of the show's interest on the jury and might have gotten a... Gotten a- yeah, I, I totally agree. I just think uh, she sort of had... Nathan asked her a question pretty early on about... You know, when did you start playing? Have you sort of been on the bench the whole game? And although she sort of has been on the bench most of the game, she she sort of has to lie about it at that point and say, no, no, I've been playing under the radar this whole time. You haven't seen me coming. And sort of, you know, lie about it just to spruik her game up. But instead, she sort of says, I've only been playing this last week. And that's when I've done all my work in a week. And when you compare it to, you know, especially Chris's game, like he has to play this game for pretty much the last at least three weeks, like constantly on the bottom doing stuff. So it sort of really um, drops her down plenty of levels below the other two, and she sort of didn't take advantage of any questions thrown her way. So just sort of maybe didn't grasp the whole the gravity of what makes a good survivor player. Just getting to the end is not enough because you, you'll sit next to two other people who did the exact same thing. So yeah, but probably yeah. Enough exactly. on Leilani. Let's let's move on to Chris. What do, what do what do you think about Chris's final tribal in general? Look, I, I feel like Chris was, especially going into it and really thinking through the jury players, I think Chris was fighting a losing battle from even the final five. I think we're actually quite positive on Chris last week. Um, overthinking, uh, like me thinking about it since, I really was sort of like trying to put do the numbers in my head. Who could he get? Who could he get? The Calenton members, I didn't see him ever getting any of those other than maybe a Lawrence if he got really, really lucky. But Lawrence is so, like, so was so close to Matt throughout the game. That was a stretch. Lee, he definitely didn't have. That doesn't leave him with many options. Like, Hannah and Peg were against him. They didn't really respect him too much. And, like, they wanted to go to end with him because of how much he'd fucked up. And watching that first episode on Sunday morning definitely proved that for me. They said it multiple times. As soon as I saw that they wanted to go to the end with him, I thought, okay, well, uh, Chris is in a losing battle here. Yeah. Um, in my in my mind, Chris possibly going with a peg and a Hannah gives him some sort of chance just because them two playing such similar games. Um, he might have gotten lucky with possibly a split vote maybe 2-2 two, two and he gets 4 or something to that effect. Yeah. But even that is such a slim chance because Peg definitely looked like he was coming out playing such a big game that I think he still would have won in that scenario quite comfortably. And not to mention Hannah definitely would have got votes. So 
I think Chris was drawing dead at the final five. I don't know how far back we'd have to go to work out where he might have been able to change that, but he might. We might be looking at this, and he in this circumstance, this first season of UK Survivor, where morals were so big and trust was such a big thing. Chris might have been drawing dead since the leave out since the merge. Yeah, it's it's since funny the merge because. Um, yeah, like he's, we see him play this great game and he's great at the confessionals and he's like the main character of the season. And I thought he started off the final trial really well with saying the whole thing about the throwing of the challenge, the thing that got him, you know, everyone pissed off with him. The whole thing about throwing the challenge was to, was to save Doug and Peg. And it, once he started saying that, I thought, oh, hang on, this guy might be turning this story around. He might be sort of saying, I did this for a good reason to save my people, you know, to sort of keep my line strong. Because on the face of it, throwing a challenge should not give everyone this right to just hate him. I don't. I didn't really get it. I still don't. But anyway, um, but yeah, he started yeah. off really well, and I thought, oh, Doug's nodding, and oh, maybe maybe he's gonna he's gonna change their mind. But I think it's just they've hated him now for like at least two to three weeks. Like this is not something you can change in like a five minute conversation or a five minute speech exactly. in front of him. So yeah, I think he was drawing dead from a long way out. And like you said, once all the players sort of stopped targeting him and, and realized we've got to carry him to the end now, that's when you sort of knew, well, like, he's not going to win. And as much as we all wanted him to, because I think he would have been a great winner, he's, in, in a modern-day Survivor game, he's played a great game in terms of flashiness as well as entertainment, as well as, like, good strategy. Um, it just wasn't the right time for UK Survivor Season 1 to do this. Exactly, exactly. No, it, it definitely was not the right time to do it. Um, he... I think he played a great game and I think a lot of people are upset because he had such a TV game. He played the Luke Toki game. He played the uh, David Gannett game. He played that really, really flamboyant, that really fun game that we get to see. And that's what made this season so good. But in doing that, he's the biggest He's the loudest voice at every tri- loudest voice at every tribal council. He is the loudest voice in confessionals. He argues with other people, and he, when he argued, he didn't almost argue to win. He almost argued in defence of himself, which just did not keep these players who want this trustworthy this game, because there is no precedent set here. They want to come out of this season thinking, we played a good ethical, moral game yeah. because there's no precedence. And yes, if we if we got a Chris win, fuck, the precedence for season two would be incredible. Even with Matthew win, I think it's still quite good. But this was just too early for Chris to win a game. Maybe we get a return E out of him. Who knows? Oh, That'd he, be cool. th- there's no doubt Chris is coming back on an all-star season. But um, I think I think when Lawrence asks him the question, yeah, what do you expect the jury to do with your game? And he, I think his response is perfect. He's like, I was playing the game. I saw it as a game to win, like, and that and that's how a lot of fans see it as a game. But I think he probably didn't um, probably didn't realize the realness of the relationships he makes and how he, how other people respond to that. And that's probably what let him down. Um, I thought Doug was trying to like throw him a softball when when he yeah definitely definitely when he's like did you manipulate Matt like we need to know and the way he sort of said it was like Chris if you answer this right you might get some votes and I wasn't sure if that was like to get Matt the votes or to get Chris the votes but um, 
he sort of doesn't take credit for like manipulating Matt, which I'm not sure if it would have helped him. But I think you know you're already the villain. You may as well try and get the credit for stuff because at the end of the day, he did. He, he, he forced Matt to turn on Tanuke, yeah. and you know that's a move. That's something you can you can hang your hat on that and say I did this. You know, stand up and claim it. But he sort of didn't um, didn't do that, which I was a little bit disappointed with. Yeah, look, um, as we went, as we discussed last week, Ashley was always voting Chris. Yeah. Okay. She loved Chris. I think she tried to give him this really good question, which sort of backfired, which I'm guessing we'll discuss in a bit. Oh, backfired. But sure. I think the other, the, the other vote that he definitely could have gotten was Doug. And Doug is a game player. And I think Doug respected Chris and actually liked Chris. Um, maybe not in the game sense, but uh, in the game itself, but in the game sense, Doug liked Chris. This was definitely a chance for Chris to at least get another vote. And to get, if he answered this correctly, I genuinely believe he would have gotten Doug's vote. And he had to take a bit more credit, but he took his foot off the gas. Um, I don't know if this would just be because he just argued with Lee in it and he felt like that made him look a little bit bad, which yeah. it definitely did. Um, but he took his foot on the gas at the wrong time. He should have pressed. He should have pressed. He should have brought up. These things. He should have gotten Peg and Hannah involved because Peg and Hannah were a part of this. You bring Peg and Hannah along and you acted like it was our move together. The three of them had convinced Matt and Lawrence that they had to flip. Like this, you bring those two along, then all of a sudden, Doug's not just thinking, oh, I might vote for Chris. Peg, Leg, and Hannah might, oh, you're right, and because they feel good about themselves, and they might, I don't know, they might see it in a different light, they might not, but that, that's definitely options here. He was just too far gone at this stage, and losing Doug's vote was the final nail in the coffin. He might have come out second. Instead, he tied with Leilani. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're totally right. Like, at the end of the day, getting Tanuke out was huge for Chris, it was huge for Matt, but it was, it was huge for all the Lenena people because... This majority of Kalaton was disrupted, it was smashed, it was broken to pieces. And, like, why wouldn't you want to say, I was the one that did that? Like, give it to me. If you're from Lenena, you want this to happen. So, like, I did this for us. So, it's, like, another another reason where I didn't really get, understand, like, the hatred of Chris. Um, you know, he says, uh, I think, I think Pegleg asked him, like, is he remorseful? And and Chris Chris's response was, again, perfect. Like, he said, you guys turned on me. Like, you people turned on me. What I did after that, I had to do because... I had no allies left. Like once Ash was gone, I had nobody and he had to refine his people and, you know, credit to him. He found new people in Matt and, you know, Peg and Hannah for a little bit and, and made his way to the end. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing that he he couldn't find a way to win, but yeah, like you said, he was drawing dead from a long way out and, um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's a tough game to win. You have to be so uh, aware of everyone's perception of you and the way you treat them and the, and the, what they think of you. And it's hard to change that once they've already got these thoughts in their head. So once Chris was sort of on the outs, um, he just couldn't he couldn't rectify that. And it's you know really almost no blame and on him from what I can see. Exactly, exactly. There's there's no no blame on him at this final tribal council. Okay, I think um, if he adjusted things in the past, that might have changed. One thing was obviously a big part of this season is that fight with Lee earlier in the season. And we somewhat see it again here tonight. Yeah. Ashley tries to throw him a bone, tries to give him this thing with Lee. And we obviously probably don't see the whole interaction. 
because this is a TV product and they were probably sitting there for hours and we see 15 minutes of it. But when he lets Lee pretty much go on attack and say, no, I never said that. Hannah was way above everyone, blah, blah, blah. Um, you come back and you say, every, who did you, who else did you vote out? Every single person you wanted to vote out was a girl. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You, you may not have completely said that you did say lads, which I genuinely believe in the UK might be a bit different. It might mean something a bit different. Lads might be in sort of a sports team more than just all males. I'm not sure. Yeah. So Lee's, sorry, just before but, we get going, Lee's come out and said that where he's from, if you're with the lads, it just means you're with people. If boys or girls, doesn't matter. If I'm at the pub with the lads, that could be a mix of men and women. So that's what he's come out and said that in an interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, without knowing that, I, um, I, I, I assumed that yeah. because Hannah was so close to him. Um, so obviously saying that like Chris didn't really have a leg to stand on. However, then you go back and you prove it. You go back and you say the first vote and then the second vote and then the third vote, who Lee was going for. Lee, who was your best friends? Everyone but Hannah. Um, everyone but Hannah was a male. Then, yes, it might not be every single girl that you're against, but you're against most of them. That's a that's a pretty big red flag. Yeah. So he, he, you go back and you prove it. I, still, again, I don't think it's going to do any good. He's never getting Lee's vote here. And I don't think he's turning anyone arguing too much with Lee. But you shut Lee up. You stop him from saying stuff. Well, and Ashley, I think, sort of fucked up almost with her question, with how she presented that question. Yeah, right. That's that's probably where I'm going to go. Is like, Ashley's like his biggest alliance for the whole game. Yeah, his best friend. Someone on the jury who can advocate for you. And when you're that person, you really have to throw like a super softball to get the person you're you know, vouching for in Chris to say what you want them to say to sort of help their chances. And bringing up this all male alliance thing would not have helped Chris in any way. I don't, I didn't get the question. I didn't understand how it could help him. She could have given him like something easier to sort of speak to his game and the, like the hard road he had to take. Um, I thought she didn't do a great job, but if I'm Chris and I've got Lee who I know dislikes me, but at a point we were working together for half the game. We had a good relationship, you know, well, one of the lads, um, yeah. you've got to speak to Lee's ego. Like, he's a boxer. He's obviously in, like, a male-dominated world. He's going to have an ego. We know Lee. He has an ego. You've got to, you've got to talk him up that yeah. way. And you've got to say, hey, Lee, like, like, we were together for a long time. I'm sorry the way it fell apart, but you have to understand I did it for our team. I did it to try and save Doug and Peg. And although it didn't work, I should have told you more. I should have discussed it with you because... You're our leader and I should have, you know, got your blessing almost. And sort of just really like suck up to him because this is the time. You got to Kiss his ass. You want Kiss ass, mate. Kiss ass. You're playing for, uh, yeah, a hundred grand. You got to just swallow your pride a bit, Chris, and just sort of say, yes, Lee, you are right. I am wrong. We were friends. Can you see past it? Can you vote for me, please? You just got to swallow your pride <laughs> and just, just, you know, that's what you have to do. I'm sorry. I don't think he, he did not play it well. Getting in a fight in front of the whole jury is only going to end badly for you. Yeah, exactly. Because Lee's got nothing to lose. You do. Yeah, uh, but you, you already know, know you he lose hates more you. votes. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah, exactly. He doesn't want to vote for you. you, and, you know, and, and, and you and you know how he argues. Yeah, and he argues very. He argues a lot louder, a lot firmer. And all you're going to do is look defensive in everyone else's eyes. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, that was not a good way. Did we want to talk about how good the Matthew win was? What were the great things that Matthew did? Do you think? In, in terms of his, his final tribal council? 
Yeah. Um, His final tribal council. Look, what all, were the standouts? All rounds, it just had a good, a good thing. I think he's, the way he starts with how he thought people thought he was naive and he used that to his advantage. That shows um, self awareness. That shows having a game plan coming into it, which I think is important for people who are on the jury. Um, he says at the end, at the business end, he needed moves, which he made moves. The Tanuke move. Um, yeah, he was part of the Doug move. He was part of a lot of things. I think he voted correctly every time we hear in his lead up to yeah, the final transfer. Every, every single time. Yeah, which is huge, which is huge. That means you had so much agency. You were in every single vote. Even when the numbers were flipping and flopping back and forth, you were still part of every vote, which is super important. Um, so I really thought he did a really good job to articulate his game in a way that made people vote for him. Yeah. No, he definitely did. I think the one sort of time that we saw him sort of get a bit stumped was sort of the Tanuke question. Um, Tanuke is obviously not over this. Um, she, um, oh, would we call her bitter? I don't know if I'd call her bitter just because Leilani was so close to her and when your best friend's there and Matthew's probably at this moment, you're seeing that Matthew's voluntarily got this in the bag. You can vote for your friend to sort of maybe get them into second place or at least give them a little bit of a prop up. But Tanuke definitely did not think it was a great move in her part, but that is obviously because it sunk her game. And do do you think he said it well enough that it convinced the jury or, or even near convinced Tanuke that it was right? Yeah, I think I thought he handled the question pretty well. Like he just said, look, if I went to the end with you and Nathan, like I wouldn't have won. And I think ultimately that's the biggest thing. Like you play to win. We don't play to come third or second. Like he needed to do what he had to do and it made his road a lot harder. But I think ultimately it was like, it's easy to say now it was the right call, but because he wanted to try and win the game. And I think the way he dealt with Tanuka was like, yeah, we are genuine friends. What we had was real, but I didn't want to lose. I wanted to win. And, and, you know, he's now validated that by winning. Uh, I don't think exactly. Tanuka, I don't think Tanuka is bitter. I, don't, I think you can vote for whoever you want for whatever reason you want. If you feel a certain way, that's fine. I don't think it's bitter, and especially like her and Leilani were super close the whole time. I have, I can't hold a grudge against her for not voting for Matt because I don't think Matt was like this clear, clear winner. Obviously, he wins mm. yeah, six six to six to one to one, but I don't think yeah. his game was like that outstanding that it was a must vote for Matt sort of thing. So voting for Leilani is totally fine if that's what you want to do. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. All right, well, I guess let's talk about not just the final tribal council, but let's maybe go back and discuss the peg leg and hammer of it all. Um, was was there a possible route for them? Was Hannah letting peg go so easily at final five? Was that the downfall of her game? Yeah, I thought uh, I, I, I was shocked that she voted for him. I thought they would at least try and you know them, them two on Matt and try and either swing Leilani or Chris, but we never really saw that. Um, yeah, so we see Peg Peg wants to go to the end with Hannah and Chris, but obviously was I guess Chris might have been the swing vote and just didn't do it. Um, but then Hannah doesn't vote there either, so they sort of didn't really put up a huge fight. I think it was obvious that Peg was sort of the main danger. Um, when he gives up the the video reward, when he gives Leilani the 15 minutes, I thought, this is a great yeah. move from Peg here. He's getting Leilani on his side. She might vote with them now. You know, like, I thought it was a pretty good social move um, to do that. Especially, yeah, I, I, I definitely did as well, yeah. Yeah, especially Leilani's sort of giving her, like, 
she's such an emotional player, and her 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 son is everything to her. I thought she would have respected that, and I, I thought she would have hundred percent just gone with them. Um, but yeah, just betrayed them instantly and didn't do that. Um, anything else Peg could have done? Do you think? No, well, actually, I want to bring back to we talked about Chris winning the reward last week, the Spa reward, where he bring where I mentioned possibly bringing Leilani might have gotten her on side completely, and then we see Peg do exactly what I said. Chris might might have helped Chris do um, the week before. Peg does it, and it did not work. Leilani gets him out straight away. So um, I was obviously wrong when I was saying that. Because Leilani thought a little bit smarter, and getting Peg out was the best thing for her game because that was definitely votes. It like there's a possibility Peg could have even got Tanuke's vote because of how honestly and how good, wholehearted Peg Leg played this game. Peg Leg had a root from here that because he just put such a big target on himself. I, I'm I'm very interested. Like he was such a physical threat in this final. Uh, this fight, like this post merge um, period, and this was such a strength based season, especially in the pre merge, even somewhat in the start of the post merge. Winning of like Nathan was a huge target, uh, Doug was a huge target, etc. For winning, uh, for winning or having the chance to win immunities, Chris winning so many immunities and so many rewards didn't actually come out into a factor in the final tribal council. And he didn't get any credit for a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, but Pegleg was seen as such a big threat because he was, he was the whole package. He was social. He was liked. He was physical. He won two immunities, individual immunities. He had, the man had one leg. He won two individual <laughs> immunities. That, good, good on the dude. Yeah. Good on him, man. My hat goes off to you. And strategically, he did really, really well. He placed himself in the perfect spot up until this week, up until the final five where he just came out as too big of a threat. Chris's threat level decreased completely at the final fight because of how hated he was. Everyone all of a sudden realized the smartest thing is to go to the end with Chris. Um, Pegleg was so much out on top that even his closest friend, Hannah, needed to get rid of him because she didn't believe that she could beat him. Yeah, that's the thing. He was a victim of his own, I guess, likability. Like, everyone loved him and... Yeah, like you said, he's got one leg. He literally has a peg leg. So, yeah, he's done well. He had a good season. Um, I think Chris was – maybe he missed a, a trick here where he could have gone with um, Hannah and and Peg to vote Matt out. And he yeah, says, yeah. if Matt's on the jury, like, Matt's going to vote for me. So maybe maybe if Chris does that, Matt's there. Matt's advocating for Chris now for, like, a day or two on the jury, try and swing some people. Maybe he swings Doug. And all of a sudden, Chris might have three votes and – I mean, I'm not, I've never and thought then, that a jury would split on two people like Hannah and Peg, but if they did, you know, Chris is still a chance there to win. So do, do you think Chris should have gone with Hannah and Peg? Like, or was he just sort of... I, 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 I 100% think Chris should have gone with Hannah and Peg. I think that was the... I think, as I said, Chris was pretty much drawing dead from almost the start of the merge, I think, as we've discussed here. And I, I definitely think he was drawing pretty dead from Final Five there was maybe a 3 or 4% chance that if he can swing one more vote at Final Tribal, I genuinely do believe he could have had Doug, Ashley, and... Uh, and Matt. I actually know now. Does he does he lose Doug because Pegleg's there? Yeah, well, that's um, true. I, I guess it just depends. I guess it just depends on how well his Final Tribal Council is. 
the only way he wins is to bring two players that have the exact same game to the end and hope that the players on the jury that want to vote for that sort of player split their votes between them and he just comes out on top. Did you see Doug's face when Peg got voted out? He was he was distraught. Yeah, he was he was distraught. That's yeah. fair. He would have he would have one hundred percent gone for Peg, I think. So even yeah, even if Chris is with those two, I don't think he gets the numbers. I think it's um it's just too hard a task. Like he's got it's just too hard a task. Too many. People I think he's got an easier task. I think he's got an easier task there than he does in the situation that he let happen by going with um, Leilani and Matt. Yeah, well, I think the only way he does win if it's final two, and he's he's with Leilani, and even then, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm not even sure if he wins that. <laughs> I'm not even sure if he wins that. Then all of a sudden, morals come into this a hundred percent, and it's not just strategic morals; it's just sheer morals. It, it turns into a complete argument: good versus evil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty exactly. much. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Um, Hannah. Unfortunately, losing Peg, which she needed to lose, because for Hannah to win this game, she needed to lose Peg. She was never beating Peg at Final Trouble Council. Yeah. Um, doing that meant that she left herself vulnerable to getting voted out the next one because, yes, she was probably the next biggest threat after that. I'm not sure how it goes if, say, uh, Leilani goes here. I'm not sure how a Chris, Hannah, Matthew... Final Tribal Council goes. I'd be interested to discuss that. I feel like Hannah quite comfortably gets Lee peg leg a hundred percent. Yeah, probably a Doug. I think she gets Tanuke. Uh, she yeah, she gets Tanuke. So yeah, there's a four. Yeah, Hannah, so she probably uh, Hannah wins. probably wins that. Yeah, yeah, that was my thoughts, and I, I thought it was like, why didn't she try? Um, to get Leilani on her side and get Matt out. Like, I don't, I didn't really get it. Or even like, just, she didn't, it, we didn't see a whole lot because they went straight to tribal council, but she needed to fight for her life. Like, a bit more. Like, she's been with Chris for a while because she'd done something with Chris, but it was a three to one vote. And I think Leilani sort of is the only one to say anything at tribal council because Chris sort of eggs her on. It's like, well, who's the biggest threat? And she's like, oh, I just want to vote out the person who's, you know, most likable. And he's like, oh, well, who's that? And I think that really, <laughs> like, once you hear, uh, Leilani say Hannah if you're Matt or, or well, I mean Chris is immune but if you're Matt you're just jumping on that and at worst it's 2-2 so you know to get her to yeah. say an actual name who she's voting for was important and I think the boys might have just jumped onto it yeah alright well we all know we've all we've discussed how everyone lost we've discussed how Matthew won do we want to talk a little bit about say the final immunity challenge this was old school survivor this was awesome. This was great. Stand on pegs, hand on an idol. This is what we want to watch. These long ass endurance challenges. It's, it's a bit of a shame that it's just a bit of a shame. If you for people in future seasons, if you're creating something like this, please, if you're gonna do a stand on the idol challenge, a endurance challenge, allow time for the endurance challenge. Yeah, because. Um, putting that onto one leg, that was just like, it, it probably lasted another five, not even five minutes after that. It was literally like, we need to finish this. So, um, let's catapult to the end. The person with the, with the most strength in their leg wins. Yeah. It's strange because they obviously have one full day for this challenge because they go to tribal council at night time. So just start at seven in the morning. From what we saw, it was a five hour challenge. So just start it early and just let them go because we want to see these people like, 
die for this title, put their whole body and soul on the line for this, you know, go to the breaking point. And um, even so, even so, it was a great challenge. And it was crazy how close it was. After five hours, there was literally like one second in between Leilani and Chris winning that yeah. challenge. It was insane. That is crazy. And Leilani literally took herself to the edge. Yeah, great. She took herself to the edge. That 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 is the best move. You didn't survive, <laughs> Leilani. Yeah, well done. You 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 brought it. I I definitely got a lot of respect for you after watching you in that challenge. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably a glad lot more respect than I've ever had. Yeah, like obviously push yourself to limits. I'm glad that like losing by one second, but they both made it to final trouble. Like it didn't cost either person a chance. Like because you'd be devastated yeah. really after that long. Losing, it was like a photo finish. They showed the slow motion replay. That's how close it was. Um, but the, to considering like they both got to the end, it didn't matter. But still, it was great. Good TV, actually. I, I really enjoyed that challenge. Yeah, definitely. I think um, Matt actually did a really good job during the challenge when him and Hannah are on the the bench. They've already knocked out, and he sort of says to Hannah, "You know, Chris is the biggest threat. You know, we need to get him out." And I really, I'm not sure, like I've not heard any interview or anything, but I think this is a pretty good strategy just to plant the idea to Hannah that, hey, we're voting for Chris, just to her, so her vote is sort of on, I mean, it ends up being immune anyway, but like if we can put her vote somewhere else, then we can vote Hannah out, like try and split those votes up a bit. Yeah. So I thought he, he was sort of, I hope he was sort of still playing the game at that point, um, which I thought was impressive, if it's true. Yeah. No, it, it definitely, definitely is impressive playing that game. And I think Matthew was playing this game the entire way through. I think we missed out on a lot of Matthew's gameplay behind the scenes. I think he was a lot smarter than what we saw. Yeah. And I think he was involved, involved in a lot more than we saw. He was always at the top of the alliance. Obviously, Tanuke's number two when the, uh, the, there's the so-called tribe swap. And he was definitely ahead. He was ahead of the game. And he was he was backup for backups. Like we talk about, Chris getting individual immunity, Nathan getting his into uh, um, hidden immunity idol, and you have to really strategize. And this was probably his best move was then getting everyone to get together and be like, oh, Lawrence sort of isn't with anyone. He sort of lied to you, but they're not didn't lie enough. So he's not with you. He's not with us. Let's all get together and vote him out. And he did really really well there on that final seven vote. Um, when he was definitely the most vulnerable he's probably ever been in this game. Yeah, like he should have been the target then and to just get it off him was was one of his some of his best work, like you said. I think what what Matt's best points are is obviously a social game. Like to be insulated pretty much from the start up until merge with Tanuka and Nathan. He had people around him. He was always a big part of the numbers. Like we said he voted correctly every time. Um he obviously is really likable and I thought, like, he had a really slow start of the season from what we saw on TV. And I think I remember you you asked me, like, oh, what do you think of Matt in, like, our second podcast? And I'm just like, oh, not much. Because, like, we didn't see him. And the stuff we did see was very basic. Um, but he definitely grew into the game and um, sort of had a mind of his own. And obviously the, the huge mood for him was, you know, flipping on to Nuke. Then from there he just ran, almost ran the game with Chris. Um, and I guess he did it with a player who... He was always going to beat and had this target on him, which was the right person to align with because, you know, if they came for Matt and Chris, Chris would go first. And if they didn't, then he would always beat Chris in the end. So, you know, you got to choose your alliance partners correctly. And he did that well. And it just all around, like, really had a strong post-merge, I thought. Um, so I, I really put Matt 
pretty high on the list of winners. Like he had a good game and uh, probably a game that if he played again, he could play in a similar way and do do well, you know, every time. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see that. And being 21, who knows, we might get him in a returning season, winners at war, UK yeah, survivor. That's the thing. That would that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. He's 21. We've got a lot of life left in him. He's so young to be going that well at a social game with older people and even just like having the understanding of yourself and how you're perceived and at that age to, to play the way he did is really that's like high quality survivor play so it probably gives him more credit being so young to do what he did yeah but like exactly. I said he, he, exactly. he, he said he used that to his advantage like he knew the way he was perceived as a young man with no idea and he played up to that so even more credit like good game all around Matty good stuff yeah great game Matty we're proud of you, and I think having you as a winner will do wonders for Season 2 of UK Survivor and Season 3 and so on and so forth. I think you winning this might mean that there's another season, which is good because a Leilani win would have very much killed this season. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Um, going into that, let's talk about what's next for UK Survivor. I think how do they make it better, what were just a few points that maybe they should work on if they're out there listening, because of course they are, the producers of UK Survivor are definitely listening to us. What <laughs> can they do better? Yeah, I think going forward for next season, I think having already had one season, having some viewership, having people watch the game, it'll only improve the cast. I thought the cast overall, it probably was a little bit dull. Um, probably, uh, you know, like we've, we've said it all season, not a lot of fans, not a lot of knowledge of the game, which is fine because you still get fun characters like a Jess, you know, like Lawrence, like people that still pop off the yeah. screen and we want to see them. Oh, yeah. but, but I think having an understanding and knowing the nuances of the game just increase the viewing and, and just make it for a better product. Exactly. Look, we, we talked about this, especially in the pre-merge. The pre-merge was a bit of a drag. We really had to push hard. We were very scared of Calaton absolutely smashing it and Calaton just taking this game for the rest of the game and just voting Lenena out at the post-merge because Lenena obviously had the more fans. They had some great, some great casting choices, but just more fans, so more play in the game. The fans on... Calaton where people like Shy. Shy didn't really pop off the screen to me. No. I didn't I didn't think of him as a great casting choice. He was he definitely had a mind for the game, but he couldn't say it very well. He didn't pop off like your players like Jess and Lawrence, who had absolutely no idea and played atrocious games. Um well not atrocious, but not the greatest games. Like Jess, she <laughs> yeah. started playing right at the end, which was nice, but it was just that little bit too late. And Lawrence, he didn't even play, even when he um, really could have. Um, so, yes, the casting definitely could be lifted a little bit. There were some definite duds on this season. Um, I know that I was very unhappy with Leilani a lot of the way through this season. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, so casting's a big one. But other than that, I think we can both agree this has all been some pretty good shit. Yeah, honestly, like I think... Look at the challenges. The challenges are uh, so good. So good. So happy with the challenges. Yeah, I think as a game as a whole, forget the players in it, the format of the game and, and the structure of the game, I thought it was really perfect. Um, which leads me to, like, I want to go and talk about things that I liked about this season of UK Survivor. I like what UK Survivor's doing. 
Um, so let's just go through them one by one and we'll, we'll discuss them. I think what they got right, um, 90-minute episodes, two a week. We sort of mentioned it last week, I think. I think it's a perfect amount of, uh, like, you know, content every week. US Survivor, before it went to 90 minutes, 40 minutes a week, once a week was not enough. Australian Survivor, sometimes three days a week, 90 minutes, it can be a little bit it's too, too much. much. But I think yeah. this balance of 90 minutes, two apps a week was perfect. Yeah, I agree. This is this is doable. You can do this even if you miss it, you can catch up. And you don't get too far behind catching up. You sit down for two hours and you're good. Yeah, it was just great. Um, yeah, no, this, this, this was good. Another, another um, thing. The, oh. Let's 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 talk about the twists. The twists really weren't that bad. We've definitely had a lot more atrocious twists. I think the fish reward at the start had brought a lot of great layers to the game. The tribe swap was a different way of doing things. I wasn't a hundred percent happy with it, not being an actual tribe swap. But I did like the agency. They obviously got to choose who goes to choose goes to the arrangement. They obviously got to choose the two out of the three players that actually swapped over. Um, those players volunteered willingly. I like this. It gave it, it gave it agency. Still, probably not as good as just a normal tribe swap, but it gave it agency, and I liked that. The hidden immunity idols. There weren't too many of them. I really enjoyed that. I don't like it when there's thousands upon thousands of hidden immunity idols. And other than what the extra vote. What other bloody that was it? There's only things there was, were there in the game. That's that's it. That's a pretty pure game. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, for um, three idols, one extra vote. So it's pretty limited, which is good. Like you don't want to see. I think yeah, like in the in the, especially in US Survivor, we see this whole assortment of advantages, new advantages every season, different things, and it, it's, it's getting a bit too much. And I think scaling it back to just a couple of idols, one extra vote, really simplified it, which I really enjoyed. Um, just back to your tribe swap. I actually like the tribe swap. I like that the players got to decide. Um, I think to improve it, maybe have three people flip over, so it's like a genuine swap rather than only two, because you sort of two is not enough to change the tribe completely, whereas I think three would be. Um, but I, I like that they had a choice in the matter. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. Another thing I love, we sort of mentioned it a minute ago, the challenges, the classic challenges to Survivor, hands on a hard idol. Um, the hold your breath underwater one, the mud one, like all these survivor classics, the pegboard, um, so many good ones that, you know, are synonymous with survivor. You're hanging onto a pole forever, you know, just stuff that we've seen over the years, which we've all loved. And it's just simple, but we like it, you know, and I think that's something they've really done well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think, uh, one more, one thing that I, I maybe they could do a little bit better. Um, obviously in these fan-made games that we watch, we see, uh, sometimes because they start running behind schedule, there's a, there's things that are rushed. Obviously the final four is not a vote that you really ever want to rush. Um, so having this go for so long was obviously a little bit annoying, make it a little bit harder, a little bit earlier. Um, so then maybe it lasts three hours instead of five hours. Um, not planning that did show sort of their immaturity um, in the survivor community and the props. Unfortunately, some of the props definitely showed that there's not a huge amount of money behind this show at the moment, but that will improve in the future. And I don't think that was their choice. I just think that was what they could afford and what they went with. 
So these are things that, yes, are little niggles that I'm not completely happy with, but I think they'll improve this in the future. And if that's the worst thing is the props and the one challenge that they might have fucked up a little bit that went just a bit too, bit too long for what they needed, then that's a pretty good season. In my mind, that is a very good season. That is very minimal fuck-ups for a, for a first season of a show. Yeah, for sure. Um, just back to some positive things that we that I liked. Um, the, the the pre-challenge hype. The pre-challenge, sort of everyone's getting like a quick cut. Confessional. Free email. No, no, no. Free email. No. Isn't that just email? On the, way, on the way to the challenge where they're all sort of talking about who needs it the most, why they're going to do it. And like before every challenge, it became like a staple throughout the season. We get this quick cut for like five or six of them to say like, I need to win this challenge. I love the challenge, etc. And it just, it sort of gets you hyped up for the challenge. I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. I think they did the challenges and the setup to the challenge, the editing of the challenges really, really well. The slow motions here and there. It was great. It was all good shit. Yeah. Um, I liked the editing. The editing in general. I think everyone got quite an even edit. I th- I remember I was a little bit annoyed at some of Hannah's confessionals at the start of the season. You were like, no, no, no. She's she just obviously doesn't have a whole lot to pop off screen just yet. Yeah. So and they try they want to put her in, and I was like, I'm in an hour, and like I don't need to see it. But I'm glad I saw her. I'm glad I knew who Hannah was by the end of it because some of her confessionals by the end were really really good, and we saw everyone. Yes, I could have seen a little bit less Leilani, but we saw everyone, and that is good. I was very happy with how they did that, even if some of the people didn't pop off the screen as well as they should. We definitely knew who they all were. Yeah, I think that's probably the reason we got less of Hannah is because of when she got voted out. She got voted out in the finale before the big final tribal council, so it's always like a quick vote that no one really cares about. I mean, they care, but it's not... It's it's almost rushed, like you said. So that's probably why she got less of a screen presence than others. Um, I do also think she was a bit of a bland character, but that's yeah. It, it probably it probably is a bit of both. I think she got better by the end of it. I think she definitely yeah. got better by the end of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not so sure, but yeah, I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> All right. More positive. Have you got anything else that you really like? Oh, yeah. there's, there's plenty more. There's plenty more. Um, none of them. Uh, let's start rattling some off, mate. We don't want to go all night. If we're comparing it to Australian Survivor. Um, the non-elimination episodes, we only had one. We have one non-elimination episode um, in, in 16 episodes, which is really good. Uh, obviously, they have the different contract with the Australian um, TV companies than over there, but I just, I, I, I don't, I think the Australian survivor drags on a bit at the end. Usually, it's a non-elimination around like eight or seven or six, which sort of prolongs yeah, the end game. Some shitty time. Yeah. yeah. Shitty time. It's just, and sometimes you just get the exact same vote again and, and, yeah, you know, they didn't have it. They did it, they did it early in the season in like was it the third boat? Leilani went over to the other side and that was it. So I think that's really yeah, good. That's great. Yeah. Get your non limbs out early, Australian Survivor. Get them out early. Yeah. Get us through them so then we can get a nice clean cut end game. Well that's the thing, it happens so quickly that you almost forgot about it. And it didn't affect the yeah, game, the yeah, end game especially, but it didn't really affect your overall viewing pleasure. So I think the timing of it was good good and um yeah, the obviously the less the better. Um, yeah. Other things, Joel, great host. I love Joel. Oh. I think he was hilarious. Um, literally in the first scene of the of the show, they're jumping off the boat. He's eating a banana. And he's making jokes. And just throughout the whole season, his comedy was so fun. He's a really fun guy. Apparently, he's a comedian, and I can see it. Like, he is fun. Yeah. So, Joel was a big plus. And I think over the years, we've seen, you know, uh, JLP evolve. 
Jeff's obviously fully changed what he used to do. But early on, they're all pretty average at this job. And Joel started, I thought, at a pretty high level, and I can only see him getting better. Yeah, I agree. He'll get better at his tribal councils. He'll have better questions. He'll inquire better. And he is hilarious. Loved him. Awesome, awesome host. Yeah, I do think the tribals did get better as they went along. The last few I thought were quite good. He was asking the right questions. He's getting good answers. So even even over the season, that improved. So a big tick for Joel. Um, another thing I liked, especially just in the finale, um, the, the, the montage of the finalists, they do like a little highlight reel of their whole game and they do a lot of flashbacks. I really like that. I thought that was a really cool way as they're walking the final tribal just to sort of you know, if you hadn't watched the whole season, maybe you missed some episodes, you see like a summary of their game and you don't see it just by them telling you. You actually see the, the footage of it, which I thought was really innovative. Um, it's sort of like only for UK Survivor. I really like that. Good editing. Good editing. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. That, that helps, especially if yeah, you haven't watched the whole game. You start watching in the post-match where the game did start getting good. Um, and you started watching then. Like you, you get to hear a bit more and see a bit more, and you're not just hearing it in their final Tribal Council speech where you don't care, you don't think about it, you actually get to see it. I love that. Yeah, it just brings it fresh to your mind, so you know what you're talking about straight away. So I thought it was great. And uh, the last thing I've got written down on my list is um, Winner's Medallion. How cool is this? This this medal that Matt gets around his neck. Like, this is great. Like, survivors don't usually get a trophy or anything. They get their check, which is fun, obviously. It's money. But have this medallion to hold on to forever. Like, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. I'm sure that, I'm sure there's something. There's got to be something. I'm not sole survival. There's got to be. There's got to be something in something else. I've se- I've never seen anything on social media <laughs> from any of the winners ever before. So, love this medal for Maddie. It looks great, and uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Maddie. All right, let's move on to our predictions from last week uh, on the little segment we like to call previously on Survivor, and see what we said last week. Okay, into the top five. I see Peg and Hannah taking control of the game. They're voting out Chris with Leilani. And then they're going to vote out Matt. And we see a Peg win at the end. Okay, so I want to preface that by saying earlier in that podcast, we had discussed who's the number one you know threat to win. I had said Matt, and then for some reason in my predictions... Uh, I just went against that and uh, got it completely wrong. Uh, it's a big cross for me. Did not get that. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you you did. I remember that. I remember discussing that. Yeah, <laughs> you choked there at the end. I know. Um, I'm pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure I choke as well. So you're. It's okay. Well, it's okay. Let's hear what I had to say. Chris goes next. Leilani goes at four, and we see a Matthew win because I want this season to be that good. I got the winner. Fucked up how we got there, but I got the winner. <laughs> you got the winner, and I guess that's all that matters. You, you picked it right. Um, you didn't get anything else right, the, four, the fifth, fourth, third, or second, but you got the number one. Exactly. I got the number one, so that's all that matters. Well, that's yeah. Well done. Um, Matthew win. I don't know how I. I don't know where my mind was at because a Matthew Hannah peg leg final tribal. I think um, Matthew would have very much struggled getting the numbers there. So I don't know how I came to that conclusion. But 
but, you go. but you got there in the end. You got the winner, so that's all that matters. All right, awesome. All right, well, let's talk about these players and sort of their biggest moments, um, the good characters, the bad characters, the bad players. Um, let's start off with Pegleg. Um, he was an enjoyable character. He wasn't, he didn't overly pop, but he had a cool backstory and he was fun enough that I enjoyed him. I enjoyed him on my television screen. As a player, I didn't agree with some of his stuff at the start. I think a lot of it was very personal, but he came through in the end. As a as quite a decent strategic player and the biggest threat of the game by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Peg, um, I thought he had a slow start. He just found his numbers, and that's fine, and he sort of ran with that majority with Lee and Doug and whatnot. He had the tribe swap, got through that with Doug pretty well. Um, I think Doug did a lot of the leg work there or the peg leg work, but... Um, peg, leg work. <laughs> peg benefited from that, which is good. Uh, obviously, his social game was pretty good. Like everyone loved him, um, and just all around, he got better as the game went on. And I do think, like, he did start to make a few moves towards the end there. He got a buff last week, I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, like there was a gameplay there. I think he's sort of like the Australian version of like a Tarzan, just like this is sweet old man who everyone loves. And yeah, you know, if they got to the end, they probably would win. So that's like. Peg leg. Um, I think he had more game than Tarzan, to be truthful. I'm not sure that he did, eh? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think he had more game than Tarzan, personally. Um, Peg leg's best moment, I think, I think, just think back to the start, like, how cool is he, how cool of a guy is he that he legally changed his name to Peg leg? That is just, yeah. just going in on what you've got. I loved that. And it was enjoyable. And I think his... Immunity wins were a big one for me. That's definitely what I'm going to remember him for because he's at a slight disadvantage and he did very, very well. He was very good in a lot of the challenges when you would think he wouldn't be. So good on him. Um, will he return? Unfortunately, I don't think he will. He might be of age enough that he probably won't. And I don't know if he has a whole lot more to give to the game. Yeah, I think I think I don't think his character was big enough to warrant a return, and certainly his gameplay wasn't either. So I doubt he'd be coming back. Um, yeah, I think the memory would be like the hold your breath challenge, where he just like dominated. He's like, oh yeah, I could have gone for another hour. Like I live in the water. I, I you know I was, I was breathing with the tide and just killed it. So yeah, peg peg all rounds enjoyable without being a superstar for me. Yeah, yeah, um, Hannah. Let's move on to she as a player. Ah, I think very similar to the Pegling camp. I think she started off very very slow. She found her sort of stride at the end a little bit. She got a lot a little bit better as a character. I very much didn't enjoy her as a character at the start. I thought she was a bit of a dud. You mentioned that she wasn't the best even closer to the end for you. I thought she got better by the end. Mm. Um, I don't see her really returning. I don't know if she's got a whole lot more to give us, but, uh, memorable moments. I think her smile, I, I'll, I'll give it to a smile. She has just an infectious smile that I, I really enjoyed. And it, it popped into my head quite a few times, especially like when she laughed and when she was happy, it was, it was good. It was good. I think everyone was happy when Hannah was happy. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, as a, as a character, certainly, Oh, she must be in the bottom few of the whole season, honestly. I did not find her compelling. I did not find her enjoyable. Her confessionals were quite bland. 
Um, just didn't. I just didn't. Just didn't get it, to be honest. Um, as a as a player, even like similar to Pegleg, got her numbers early and sort of ran with that. Really got lost in the middle of the game. Like we didn't see a lot of her. We didn't get her perspective. She wasn't doing anything. Uh, but then you know she gets the four and she's the biggest threat to win. So she must have been doing stuff behind the scenes. The social game must have been good. So props to her for that. Uh, memorable moment probably when she votes out Nathan for being too cocky at, with, with his <laughs> idol. Yeah. Um, that's what I remember her for. Um, she had a bit of power at the end game and, and used it. Um, so yeah, she wasn't a horrible player. Uh, I just thought for a long pitch, uh, long stretch of the game, she wasn't doing, just not doing much, which is fine. It's how you play Survivor, I suppose. So that's it. Uh, will she return? I'd be absolutely shocked if she was asked back. Yeah. Okay. Another person I'd be absolutely shocked if they were asked back, Leilani. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I, I hope be. she's not asked back. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> really? Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe this is just me personally. I did not enjoy her as a player or as a character. She got a lot of confessionals. Her confessionals did not seem to have any substance to them. Um, I appreciated her love of her child, her love of her family. I I appreciated her self-confidence. Like, good honor. She She's right that single parenting is would be very, very, very hard. But I just... Uh, in the game of Survivor, I did not enjoy it as much. And obviously, being the only person voted out, um, I'm a big fan of purity in the game. So, um, not a big fan of that. But non-elims are obviously a thing in UK Survivor. They did it very, very well this season. And I think we forgot about it to a point by the end of this season. So, that was good. Yeah. Uh, memorable moment, I think, at the start when she was just... So bad at so many of the challenges. Obviously not her fault. It's because of her size. Um, and she then she does really well in a challenge that they lose. And <laughs> she's like, yeah, that was my thing. That was me. That was my challenge. Fuck yeah. Of course I was good. Brain, what, yeah. what did you think? Of course I was fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, Leilani, I'm not so sure why you hate her so much. Honestly, I, I actually I didn't mind her. I thought she was all right. Like, she was enjoyable enough. I understand that she doesn't know what she's doing out there and didn't really have much of a grasp on what was happening around her. But you know what? Sometimes these sort of characters are good. Um, was she the best character? Absolutely not. But she certainly wasn't the worst. She had a personality. She had a vibe. She had something going about her. And um, I, I didn't I didn't dislike her. Uh, certainly not as much as you did. Um, as a player, yeah, like really lacked uh, any sort of moves or, you know, seeing further in the game. But she had her numbers, same as like Peg and Hannah did. She was with Tanuke and Nathan and used those players as long as she needed them. And then even when they were gone, still found her way to the end. And it's, I don't think, you can't discount that for nothing. Like, she lost Nathan Tanuke at, at eight and six, and she still found a way to get to the end with no one really aligned with her at all, um, which is still a credit to her. And I don't think she was seen as like this massive goat to just drag to the end because she had relationships on the jury. So that would be a huge risk to do that. So there must have been some sort of skill to get there. Um, yeah, that's all I have on Lani. Will she return? Honestly, it would not surprise me in the slightest to see her return because I do think she was, you know, she came tied second. Um, she had a good run. She's a different type of character than a lot of people. And you want that sort of diversity in character in all-star season. So, yeah, if she returns, would not be shocked. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, Christopher. Christopher, um, 
as a character, uh, he was the main character of the show. He well, well and truly was, without a doubt. So as a character, you can't ask for much more. He was fun. He caused drama. He had great confessional, great confessionalist. Absolutely amazing confessionalist. Uh, loves, loves those descriptive words. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> um, this is, this is amazing. Everything's, everything's so surprising. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch him there. Um, as a game player, well, obviously losing, there was definitely holes in his game, but I really enjoyed it. I think he had a nice, a very smart strategic game. He got himself to the end when he probably didn't deserve to get there and people definitely didn't want to see him there. Um, so he, I think he had a, quite a nice strategic game. His physical game, proven. He he won, what, all the reward challenges in the post-merge? Yeah, something like, like that. What the fuck? Good on him, man. Like, he won so many challenges. And he won... Three individual immunities, including the biggest one at the end, even if it was a photo finish. Like, good on him. He he did really, really, really well. Yeah, Chris is like the yeah you know, the the full fledged survivor character straight away. He came into the game fully formed, best confessional of the season, uh, probably the best strategist of the season, most entertaining player. Um, did everything, found an idol, extra vote, wasn't scared to do stuff, um, you know, found himself on the bottom and, and clawed his way right to the end. He had everything and easily the standout character of the season, um, best player of the season. He just, he had everything going for him. I love Chris. Uh, he will definitely Give return. Give us more Chris. Hey? Give us more Chris. Give us more Chris. Yeah, like we, we saw a lot of him. I'm sure he'd like top the confessional counts. I'd be shocked if he didn't. And we could have easily seen more of him. Um, I just can't speak highly enough of Chris. Like, he was such a good player in terms of the TV product, which is important. And I think he, he knew he knew that he was delivering for the cameras and he just kept going. And I think the memorable moment would be, like, when he's throwing that challenge and he's got the goggles on and he's dancing around and <laughs> he's throwing the puzzle pieces. That was so funny. And he's done such a great job. That combined with, like, the lobster trap and his argument with Matt, Matthew about it, like, how did you not lock the get, knock the box? And it's just so funny. And he's such a good character. Love Chris. Will he return? If they ever have a returning season, he's number one with a bullet. He will definitely be there. And I can't wait for that day. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, memorable moment, I think. Um, possibly his most hated moment and possibly where he lost the game was that argument with Lee. Uh, for me, that was a big one. Uh, maybe not his finest hour. Um, definitely not his finest hour, but it was definitely a big one and something that I will remember. Um, okay, and then Matthew. Will Matthew return? Winners at war. UK survivors, <laughs> 21. Uh, we, we see it. We see it. I Hopefully, he's smart enough to not say yes to just a basic returning season because we all know that the winners always get voted out first. In that first returning season, on Haley, but, on Haley yeah. Lake, yeah, but that wasn't the first returning season. That oh, was right. like we had we had Shane and Jericho gone straight away yeah, in All Stars, Australian All Stars. So hopefully Matthew's smart enough to say no, and he seems like he is smart enough. He's that good at strategy that he seems like he's smart enough. Hopefully he watches a bit of Survivor and lets us know, and we get to see him in the future in a in a good season. Not in a season that he gets voted out first because he's a, he's just too good at the game. As a character, he was a lot of fun. 
Uh, maybe a bit of a slow start in my mind, but he picked up very, very quickly. And I think even at the end of the pre-merge, he was still, I was still enjoying his confessionals. Um, as a player, obviously he won the game, so he must not be too bloody bad. <laughs> yeah, as, as a character, um, he got better as the game went on. I thought he evolved a lot. His confessionals got way better. He's, the more he was sort of doing stuff, and once he found Chris especially, is when he sort of elevated his game and his character to the next level. Um, it was a lot of fun by the end of it. Uh, good, good mind for the game. Obviously did those couple of big moves with the Tanuke thing and then, and then the Nathan one to save himself. Um, just all around really good player. Like I said, I think if he played again, he could replicate that same game and do well many times. Um, I do think if he did come back for, and he was like, you know, one of three winners on a season, he'd still be all right because he is seemingly super likable and I, I don't think he comes across as this super threatening strategic player. He's not this super um, physical player. He's just sort of good at everything and I think his social game is just elite. So I think he would be okay. And I hope that one day he does come back because I think as he gets older, he'll only get better as a player. Um, I think memorable moment is probably the the, the lobster trap, <laughs> leaving it open. Yeah, like, the lobster trap. It's just oh, so no. funny. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was so funny. The it. lobster trap, well and truly, the first memorable moment, or the Tanuke vote out. That was a big yeah. one, obviously, um, from a strategic side. Okay, and let's let's hope we see him again. And yeah, I hope um, so. Yeah. It, yeah, I think I think if he came back in like this like uh, Worlds Collide edition when like SA, Australia, US and England would verse each other, he would be super successful in a season where all the winners come back from all those countries. He would still be like the small fish where no one would take him seriously. So he would definitely fly yeah. under the radar there and work his way to the end. I honestly think he would be a very good player in a season of big players. He would he, he could he could win a season he would of big kick players. Ass, yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's he's beta enough. He's uh, a low enough threat level. Yeah. He kept it quite low. Even after doing something so big, he was able to sort of maintain it quite well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually, I very much agree with that. Yeah. Done. Okay. Now let's move on to Buckle's buff of the episode. Now I have a feeling Matthew gets two buffs this week. What are your thoughts? <laughs> he may do, but there was two episodes. Let's do episode uh, 15 first. Yeah, okay, let's... let's Let's do episode 15. All right, where's your buff going, mate? Yeah, so, I mean, I based it solely on this episode only. I didn't look forward into the finale. So, based on this episode only, uh, Hannah gets my buff, um, which in hindsight is horrible, but <laughs> she she has the, the foresight to get Peg Leg out and get Peg Leg on the jury. She speaks about if Peg's on the jury, he's a vote for me. And, and she, I guess she sort of makes that happen. She's a part of that. And... Uh, with Peg Leg on the jury, she becomes like the number one threat, which at the final four, although she obviously gets voted out next, it's sort of like timing a run right at the end, perfectly timed, and she falls just short um, as we see. But if she gets to the end, she wins the game. So uh, she gets my buff for episode 15. Um, yeah, well, don't don't um, worry. I went the exact same way. Hannah had oh. got my buff for that episode. I think she had a really, really good episode. It was a standout episode. Getting rid of Peg Leg was something that she needed to do. I think we discussed that tonight. Yeah. She needed it. Yes, it didn't give her a chance to get to the end without it, but she needed it because she definitely wasn't winning with Peg Leg in the game. Um, I think she would have drawn dead if Peg Leg somehow slipped to Final Four. 
Um, unfortunately, she needed a immunity win at the final four to sort of get her through to the end game. But yeah. it was it was good. It was a great episode by Hannah, and of course, my buff goes to Matthew at the end for pulling out the win, mate. Pulling out the win. Yeah, I mean, do we even have a choice for the finale? I guess it has to go to Matthew. Yeah, good final tribal. It wasn't great, but it was good enough um, to solidify the connections you already had, the moves you already made. Sometimes all you have to do is not not fall apart at final tribal just to win it. Like, the game was his to win, and he he, he got the win. So, um, hard to blame him. And, yeah, good good season from Matty. Good final tribal. Well, well-earned buff. And, uh yeah. Where's he sitting now on the leaderboard? Let's, let's, who won the who won oh, the buffs? Let's, let's let's who won who won the buffs? Well, let's start with who lost. Well, Pegleg and Rach um, or both got voted out with only one buff apiece. We obviously lost Shy and Lawrence. Hey, it's hey, a couple there with two buffs apiece. Uh, we lost Doug, Nathan, and Hannah with three buffs apiece. Our winner Matthew came third with four buffs. Ooh. Christopher comes second with six buffs. And Tanuke, the wow. winner of Buckle's Buff of the Episode for Season 1 UK Survivor. Tanuke. He's, well done, Tanuke. Tanuke, if you're listening, get a hold of me and I'll send you through a buff, mate. <laughs> Just like I've promised every other winner and none of them have ever pulled me up on. So <laughs> That is... You can be the first. <laughs> amazing to come eighth place because especially as a, as the season goes on, there's less players in the game, so you're more likely to get a buff. So for her to win yeah. and get knocked out at eighth, that is a huge testament to how good she was when she was in the game, how dominant she was. So well done, Tanuke. Uh, well deserved. Um, yeah, just great game from the time you're in it. Great game. Congratulations, Tanuke. Well, like, yeah, as you said, like, Hunter and Peg League didn't get a buff till last week. Yeah. So, and they were they got through, and just having lesser players in the game made it easier for them. Yeah, that's right. All right, mate. All right, mate. That's Buckle's buff of the season. Um, what have you got going on? Yeah, well, that's uh, UK Survivor wrapped up, and uh, we've got one more episode of US Survivor to go. Finale night is... We're, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Finale night is tomorrow night. Um, at In the city, we're going to the viewing party. should be a massive event. By the time this podcast is out, it might have already happened, so I'm not going to promote it again. But <laughs> it may not be. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, it should, should be a great night. I've got a podcast coming up with Sam Green to do the finale with me because you're heading to Europe. Yeah, I fuck off. So I go to the viewing party tomorrow night in Sydney at wherever the hell we are. I forget. I think I got it wrong last time. Agent Court Hotel. Um, <laughs> yep. And <laughs> then and then I am flying out the next day to England, to the UK myself. So that's exciting. Who knows? Maybe the party's still going on and I can join in with them when I get over there. Yeah, go find Matty. That'll He'll be- buy your beer. Yeah, yeah. He'll buy me a beer and I can give Tanuke her buff in person if she um, calls me up. So, exactly. Um, All right, guys. Hit us up on Facebook at Survivor Buffs, Blindsides of Banner. Get us on Instagram, Survivor underscore 3BS. Get us on Twitter at Survivor 3BS. I've been Buckles. He's been Mac. Matthew won the season. This has been awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mac. Thanks, Buckles, and a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone. Um, You'll hear me on voice once more on a US Survivor Finale podcast, but if you don't listen to that, have a good Christmas, stay safe, and we'll see you in the new year for Australian Survivor, Titans versus Rebels. Yeah, 5th of February.
Come at us. Is there a date for that? Yeah. 5th of yeah, Feb. Let's cut that out. But yes, 5th of Feb, yeah. Beautiful. Fun. All right, safe travels uh, to Europe, Buckles. I'll see you next year. I'll see you at the viewing party then next year. Yeah, done. I thought we'd already. I, do, I thought we already signed off. No, we haven't. That was just adding on to it, mate. <laughs> okay. okay, just adding on. Okay. okay, I thought we were done. I'm going to uh, leave I this in. Me saying, of, just cut out fifth of February. No, I'm not <laughs> cutting out the fifth of February. <laughs> okay. Bye. All right, cheers, mate. Bye. Is this Survivor? Are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.